1: So, oh. ah, that's what hey, last week. Oh, you did that? I did. I didn't know you were sniffing markers that whole time.
0: Well, glue, but you know.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, it yeah. was glue. Oh, I thought you had a cool massage. Anyway, hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Twitching Upstream i'm zach and this is dylan on my side over here i guess my left your right who knows uh and what this is this is a show about creativity and what we do is we sit down and dylan reads a text message of something i sent him a while ago um and we try to make that into a project with your help so if at any time if you're on here and you think that one of my suggestions or one of dylan's suggestions needs to get changed or you have a better idea or something cool just to add at any time no matter what you're watching this on twitch youtube whatever shout it out put it in the comments we're going to do it uh before we get going though special thanks to scene snobs for having us on here this is really cool the channel's full of really cool guys uh and uh you know we're in the nerd stuff so this works out what we're doing hopefully we will eventually make did i lose you there.
0: okay i'm here okay
1: Whoa, we glitched for oh, a second. That was cool. Yikes. Uh, but before we get into the next project that we're going to work on, um, I have a bunch of media news that I find interesting. And I text my friend Dylan constantly, and he does not respond to me because he doesn't care as much about this. So mm-hmm. I get to talk to him live about it because he won't respond to me via text messages. It's good content. <laughs> is that, oh, is that what it is? You're saving for content for, yeah. uh, for our show? Oh. Well, then I guess I won't feel so uh, ignored. Hmm. All right. Well, up first we got some Marvel news. So, uh, WandaVision episode five. I know you yeah. saw it. Super, super great. Um, what What are your thoughts?
0: I think it's coming together really well. Um, yeah. I think it. I think it needs to stick the landing. Um, the thing, the thing I had going into WandaVision, the opinion I had was that we kind of anyone who's watching a little too general anybody who is familiar with comics and especially Scarlet witch and vision knows where this is kind of going. Not, not, not exactly, but we know what it's based off of. And we know kind of what it is leading towards, not only in a story beat thing, but as a, just us like what they're doing with Wanda and vision. And so part of the issue that I'm having with, um, division right now is and early on it was more of a problem is come on yeah. come on we know what we're we know what you're doing just do it yeah. and so the issue comes with like dealing with how to make it new
1: mm-hmm.
0: without just doing the same beats that the comics do and obviously the MCU has a different background than the comics but you're still running the risk of having, people not be surprised yeah and people getting bored because it's not showing the scene from the comic you want to adapt
1: true um now with the obviously the ending and the uh, uh, i guess spoilers for anybody wa- uh, that watches are we gonna spoil it on the show you, no we're not gonna i don't know
0: gonna... it's still pretty fresh Wait, okay. which episode are you
1: talking about? Rob is the last one. Five? Uh, the, the, yeah, the person who shows okay. up at the end, right? Um, yeah. <sighs> okay, so I'll just swerve it slightly. In. Do you think that because the MCU and uh, the X-Men universe are together, and we know that Deadpool has a time machine, do you think that this has anything to do with anything at all?
0: Didn't Deadpool's time machine, wasn't that a single
1: use based on... Um... No, no remember the end of Deadpool two, where he goes back in time over and over again. He he stops Green Lantern from happening. He stops uh, Wolverine origins from happening. He goes back in time to uh, try to kill baby Hitler. Uh, he goes oh, back in yeah. time constantly. And if you if you think about it, and we know that the Loki show is coming up soon, and the Loki show is all about the Time Variance Organization. Let's just say that Deadpool did so much stupid stuff that it brought the TVA into our this universe. And then Loki starts moving things around and it merges all things because of whatever. And sure. that's why that's why I can't. No? You're not into that?
0: I, I mean, it it's it's gonna happen anyway. Disney's yeah. gonna get their hands on the rest of the property at some point. Um and if they have an in universe fictional justification for it, I'm all for it. Yeah. I just I just want it to be done gracefully and in a way that's internally consistent.
1: That's fair. Um, also, how do you feel about the recent uh correlation of Wanda and Gollum? How do you think about that? Like that that comparison where Gollum uh you know well Smeagol had you know created Gollum to help save Smeagol. So Wanda could have created this the, the bad guy of the show to save herself. Because we we do know that oh, that's what you mean.
0: Yeah. Oh,
1: I, okay. Yeah.
0: So like some some <laughs> Some things that happen. <laughs> I didn't know <laughs> some, what you meant.
1: <laughs> some, things yes. that happen, some things that happen in the show she seems to know about, and some things that happen in the show she seems to not know about. And I don't know if there's an outside influence that is strong enough to control her. So there is this thought that she's kind of controlling herself almost.
0: So there's a novel series I really enjoy called The Dresden Files. It's about a wizard in modern day Chicago who eventually finds himself embroiled in all sorts of supernatural nonsense. And in one of the later books, he undergoes a very dramatic plan to pull one over on the bad guys by, and I'm not going to spoil this one because you should go read The Dresden Files, anybody who's watching this episode. He does a very dramatic plan and then hires someone to mentally make himself forget he did that. So I wouldn't be surprised if, Wanda has made herself forget that she's responsible for everything as a way to make her comfortable living in this existence she's created.
1: Yeah. Then it's cool. I, I'm oh. loving the show. I know we have. Yeah. Uh, I know we have some friends that, that like the show. I know we have some friends that uh, don't understand the show. Like our sure. friend Gunner, uh, he doesn't understand the show. Maybe, <laughs> uh, but <laughs> he was just he was texting me earlier about it. That's why I. Okay, it. that's fair. Uh, okay, so let's hop into DC news. Yeah. Um, so if you happen to notice, and you had to, I'm gonna send you a, a a text of it. But the the new image of the Joker was released. Um, Zack Snyder's Joker, which obviously is a little bit different than David Ayer's Joker. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about this image where it is more Joaquin Phoenix-y, more Dirt Boy? I just don't
0: care about Lido's Joker. Still, God. yeah, with the long hair and the insane asylum dress, I still yeah. just don't care.
1: That's fair. I'll, um, wa-
0: I'll watch the Snyder cut at some point yeah. sooner wow. rather than later. Obviously. I mean, I'll, make
1: you, I'll, I'll make you figure it yeah. out.
0: No, I know. Um, I just, um, whatever. That's okay. <laughs> uh,
1: so spe- speaking of, uh, I guess, all comic book news, do you yeah. think that with the recent surge of everyone trying to do the multiverse, do you think this is a way to uh, explain slash retcon bad movies?
0: If they can handle it, I don't have a problem with that. X-Men did it Yeah. with Days of Future Pants. Um, <laughs> like... x-men did it and it was fine uh i mean the ones after that weren't great but days of future past was actually was i thought was pretty good
1: i mean it's it's been been it's
0: been a long time first class is no first class i haven't watched any of them in a long time um no
1: first class is good
0: okay if you say so
1: no it it is it is
0: (laughs) um i'm just waiting on that magneto origins movie
1: yeah it's (laughs) the the dh uh mckellen oh it's Uh, coming at
0: some point what's up mick
1: Mick Manhattan, how are you, sir? Uh, okay, so in Star Wars news, what do we got? We got uh, The Mandalorian was nominated for a Golden Globe for Best TV Drama. How do you feel about that?
0: Yeah. Uh, second season was dramatically better than the first, I thought. Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's going to win. I don't know who is. I'm
1: going to look at the nominees really quick. Um, But... Well, while you're doing that, do you think that this show markets to everybody, not just Star Wars fans?
0: I think the success of baby Yoda as a meme character proves that yes, people are watching it who don't normally watch this sort of thing. Yeah. Um man, the Golden Globe website is kind of awful for yeah, it, quickly it, it, find it, it, wow, this is
1: it, Yeah, it doesn't matter.
0: <laughs> uh I don't know who's all nominated for best TV stuff. I don't think The Mandalorian is going to win unless the nominees are really kind of just
1: not good. Yeah, but it does show the power of the Star Wars fan. Though, it does, if they, can, if they can get that stuff in there. Oh, um, television!
0: Here we go. Uh, best dramatic Ozark. Rat. Oh, what? Lovecraft Country. The cr- okay. Uh, I think The Crown because it feels like the most respectable option out of those five for the Golden Globes to pick. Boo! I don't support that. But- it better
1: be. It better be Lovecraft.
0: I'm cool with Lovecraft Country winning. I don't think it deserves it, but and it, if you it's happen, very good.
1: If you happen to like Lovecraft Country and are rewatching it or want to rewatch it, keep in mind that we do a podcast where we review every I single do. episode. It's uh, this thumbnail right here. Yeah, true. It is some nobodies review Lovecraft Country. Get ch- check yeah. it out. Actually, if you go if you go anywhere in a podcast and type in some nobodies, you'll find all the weird stuff that we do. Yeah. Uh, okay, so in other, um, let's see, in other nerd news, Bitcoin. Did you see the news in that? Like uh, Elon Musk, yeah. uh, he purchased 1.5 billion dollars mm-hmm. in Bitcoin. And Musk he's is actually, doing his thing. He's also saying that he, you can buy Teslas with Bitcoin now. He's working on
0: it. He's uh, a yeah. Musk is this weird kind of like hybridization of Bruce Wayne and Lex Luthor, um, <laughs> yeah, with a true. really hefty. There, I I feel like he's always just like a bad day away from being. Uh, what is it? Dynacorp and Robocop. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Any minute. Uh, I could see him either in history books being like a really problematic, like great figure Mm -hmm. or just another like Rockefeller.
1: Yeah. Fair. (sighs) Anyway. All right. Let's get on to the show. Yeah. Um, okay. So once again, if you're in the chat, if you're watching this, if you're watching us on Twitch or Facebook or YouTube, and you want us to throw in an idea, just throw into the chat. Uh, I don't know what project Dylan's going to have us work on. And what we do right now is Dylan reads a text message that I sent him, uh, at some point in the day. And, uh, we figure that out and see if it's worthwhile. So, uh, Dylan, my friend, yes. What are we working on?
0: So I'm going as I do normally. I'm going to read three text messages, and I'm gonna I'm gonna choose one. Okay. I've read sample ones in the past. Yeah, yeah. Plastic is a currency of the future, but there's no resource to make it. People go back in time to ensure plastic is made, so the future humans can have it. I like the idea of plastic being used as a currency. I like the idea of people kind of bootstrapping its creation.
1: Yeah. Um, that stuff's not going away.
0: No, but I don't I don't think there's enough story there yet. Um, all right. All right. Semi parasitic plant kaiju versus huge nuclear powered factory mechs in the post apocalypse.
1: Yeah,
0: uh, that's fa- that's a fantastic setting idea. There's no story to go with it yet, aside from the standard like we got to save something yeah. by being small mechs against big mechs.
1: We got to save New Jersey from all their power plants.
0: Yeah, sure. Why not? We'll do that later. We'll do all that right, once we have more. All, to right, go right,
1: all right, all right, all right, all
0: right. All right. Uh, and then. We're talking a lot about superheroes now, and it's been a minute since we did a superhero thing on one of our shows. That's we, do, true. we do a fair amount of them. So we're cautious not to overdo it, but it's about time Um, in the, this was a podcast idea. I think we had because we have a superhero podcast kind of in the, in the barrel. It's getting written right now mm-hmm. <clears throat> in the aftermath of a devastating superhero battle. This podcast explores what happened before, during, and after the fighting through interviews and monologues. Um, This was, we've been kind of bandying about the idea of like a mundane, a, a mundane story set in a superhero setting. So that way we can kind of talk about what it's like to live around all these people. Yep. And I think this was kind of the idea that we arrived on.
1: Yeah. I think this is cool. Yeah. Um, and I think you even had like a pretty interesting name for it too, didn't you? Um, I think you, you said, uh, you wrote back and you're like, that'd be cool to call it a hench or something. Oh
0: yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was that was spun out from a different idea we had had, where we kind of wrapped it into this about interviewing henchmen as oh, like a right. definition. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Cool. Okay, so let's see. So we want to work on a show where it is interviewing, uh, I guess, villains and henchmen in the aftermath of uh, very well-known superhero events. I would assume, right? Yeah. Now, okay. I want to I want to
0: put this out there at the start. There is a novel called Hench by a woman named Natalie Zena Walshots about what it's like to work in the office environment of a supervillain. So okay. I say we don't go too close in that direction, but no. we should definitely do like post-action
1: kind of like superhero debrief. Okay. So we're going to do uh, – where, where do you want to start with this? Is this a um, – I, I guess so far this sounds like – the original idea was a podcast. So yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh yeah, let's do a podcast. It's been podcast. a minute. <laughs> yeah, as true. well, since we've um <clears throat> Fred wants to know if we can just do his show every week. Um What's that? I don't you are irreplaceable, Fred. That's all I'm going to say.
1: That is um, true.
0: <laughs> no, um I think first off, I think we should do a podcast cuz it's been a while since we talked about making another podcast and yep. B it's been a while since we've had an idea that we could develop right now with just the two of us on the budget and equipment we have and barring social distancing measures and that sort of thing. We could make a podcast about this effectively right now, whenever we want. So let's do
1: something we could potentially make by the end of the year.
0: I'm not promising it.
1: It sounds like a promise. Something
0: We could do by the end of the year.
1: I'm going to promise it and make Dylan Mm. deliver
0: that's fine that's that's how that's how this is working so that's that's
1: how almost all our projects are (laughs) it's like uh i i promise people we need to get this done
0: (laughs) this is what happens when you are writing partners with one of the only people you respect and are accountable to in the entire world
1: so there we are all right that's high praise you'll take take it yeah i'll take it (laughs) Okay. So there's the podcast, which means we have to do almost a, a limitless series on that. So we have to think of um, some sort of structure where it could be yeah. done over and over again. Now, w- what is the style of this? Is this an interview style? Are there hosts to the show? I'm uh, the way that
0: I've I, the way I kind of create and the way that's a lot of people create is that you'll have an idea. And I like to kind of let it sit in the back of my head for a little while. That way. Yeah. When I finally sit down and do it, that's why I'm a sprinter. I spend a fair amount of time getting ready, carbo-loading mentally, and that sort of thing. And then when I sit down in front of a keyboard with a blank page, I can just get all down. Um, And I've been kind of letting this one sit because I like the idea. I think this is... um, So, I'm going to drop a big podcast name. Dan Carlin does Hardcore History.
1: Oh, Um,
0: I'm not saying that we're going to that sort of (laughs) style of podcast. But I think that we should make this into something similar to like, we're doing, it's like a, it's a limited event. It's like six episodes. Each one might be an hour and each one focuses on a different facet. It's like episode one, the background, the, you know, what you need to know. Episode two, the lead up episode three and four, the actual fight episode five, um, the immediate aftermath and cleanup, and in episode six, the long-term effects. And it this is made like in universe. So all the people, including the narrator or whoever MCs this podcast, was a witness
1: or like watched the fight unfold on the news. Okay. So the person that is hosting the podcast was affected by this event, and they're probably not super powered, right? They're just doing this to understand.
0: Maybe they're, they're like the um, equivalent of maybe like um, Lois Lane without Superman in the world. So like the person who is kind of the designated superhero correspondent, someone who reports on a lot of superhero events,
1: but isn't necessarily involved in the world that they inhabit. Okay, cool. Um, okay. Now, are all these episodes, these six episodes, are they about the same event, right? It's one event and then we go, okay. Yeah, now, I think what, so. What event do you want to go over?
0: Um... So we have, we have kind of a superhero setting kind of built up, right? Yeah. Super Empowered and Last Hero kind of take place in the same universe, right? Yeah. Super Empowered currently being written. Last Hero, maybe one of the first some nobody's novels down the road. We'll see. Um, and then so i'm saying that this is an event that takes place in that universe but we involve like the the paramount superheroes this is like the equivalent of any of those fights from dc that level an entire city
1: uh would you say that this this podcast would be the prequel kind of to super empowered it could be it doesn't have to be directly related to it but um because there was at there was a couple big, uh, bad, traumatic events that happened in Super Empowered, correct? That's true.
0: Um, we have we have a fair amount of backstory in that podcast. It isn't very specifically expanded on. That's cool. true.
1: Okay. So what was, uh, do you remember one of the big bads or is there one you want to create uh, so we can kind of go into all this? Oh, man. Let me pull
0: up the um, Super Empowered doc we have because it's been a while since I really looked at the characters we have. Yeah. I remember, I think, I think we're probably going to get more mileage out of the names we had for um, Last Hero, because Last Hero dealt on a higher power level than, um, than Super Empowered did. Yeah, true. So we've got, let's see, we've got Nemesis, who is kind of, wa- not washed up, but jaded, because... Um, He's a superhero who develops the powers that are necessary to counteract whoever he's fighting. Um, we have, I mean, we've got not really spoilers. We've got Dean from uh, Super Empowered, who he's a null, so his about abilities that he nullifies the powers of people around him. Um, cool. So wait,
1: what <clears throat> what is okay? So what <laughs> what if we do this podcast is the ending of Super Empowered? Because remember like, we, we wrote yeah. that to be the big battle at the end? Yeah. So let's say that this is post that battle. Okay. That battle does something.
0: Now, the problem with that is that we had intentionally made Super Empowered a super low power level. So we would need, because Super Empowered is still kind of in progress, we need a justification in that show for why this fight gets so out of control that things happen like this.
1: Well, maybe in Superpowered, uh, they find out that the Null was working with somebody even greater to do some bad stuff, and that's another push for them to go against him. I mean, potentially. All right, what is, what was Nemesis's uh, Nemesis Nemesis Nemesis? What uh, what's possessive of Nemesis? Nemesis's. Nemes- if it's
0: multiple, if it's multiple, then it's Nemesis.
1: Yeah. Okay. What is Nemesis's powers?
0: Uh, we had written down that his powers adapt so that he deals with everybody else's powers. So when um the example we had was um Reverse Revolver, whose abilities that he can shoot backwards in time. He tries to shoot him, and Nemesis just is like, "Hey, before you try anything," and he reaches and he pulls out a bullet. He goes, "Hey, here," something like that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> if he's fighting the superhero, the Superman equivalent we had was a guy named Superion who had the magic eye gem that gave him powers. Yeah. We could do Superion versus like, if we want to make Superion kind of like a gray morality kind of superhero, Yeah, maybe this is him taking on a whole bunch of villains in a densely populated area. Well, and what if, it gets what, completely out of his control.
1: What if Superion were to fight Nemesis? What would Nemesis's powers be? against him
0: i mean resistance to being punched i like you know what i mean like the thing about superheroes is that when you punch someone in real life you stand a very serious chance of grievously injuring them by hitting them in the face superheroes take
1: punches with no problem whatsoever yeah true generally so is this is this a post uh huge battle (laughs) and that's what we're going to get into is it one of those things like this is like a BVS style thing
0: I think so. This is yeah. This is the aftermath of a of a fight that wrecked a major population center. Okay. Um, another villain we had in Last Hero was Red Emperor, who eventually makes his headquarters in Mount Rushmore. <laughs> <laughs> um, we could have this be the inciting incident that drove Red Emperor into hiding.
1: Yeah. All right. Cool. All right. So let's work on that. All we need really <laughs> is an event, and then we can kind yeah. of build build around the event. So if this is a six episode series about uh the this aftermath, yeah. our, let, Let's have like a cool name for it. Like in MCU, the thing is called like the blip, uh, or the event oh, yeah. or the event was the first one, the New York event. Um, what what's ours gonna be called? This is gonna be called uh I
0: don't know I don't I don't have anything yet.
1: All right, cool. Um so we do you wanna stick with the six episode uh, thing? Does that seem to fit here? Either six or five. All right, cool, one of the, yeah. So this person um, that hosts this show was directly affected by this event. Um, yeah, we're going to call this the catastrophe. Sure. Okay. Catastrophe. Okay. What? Where did this take place? Where in Where in the world? I don't want to set it in New York. Yeah, obviously it's not in New York. Uh, um, West Des Moines.
0: It could be West Des Moines. Um, it could be, I, I like setting stuff in Wichita for some reason.
1: Cool. Right. Um,
0: so. Yeah. It's an urban center. I I'm relatively familiar with it's centralized in the country. Roughly. It's got a population of like, I think 400,000 is what it's at most recently. So we're not killing a whole bunch of fictional people doing this, but we are kind of devastating a region of the country and it's a major economic hub in Kansas. Which would drive Kansas into an even deeper depression. Sorry, Kansas. <laughs> nobody, I, nobody who lives in Kansas is watching this right now.
1: Sorry, Kansas. <laughs> okay, so because of the catastrophe in Wichita, we're gonna have our host of the show, who was de- what? What happened to them? What? What? What was traumatic in, in their world that caused them to have this show? Um,
0: I like the idea that they are like a small town reporter. They could be a Wichita-based reporter. Um. I don't know what newspapers there are in Wichita, but I can look that up real quick. Um the Wichita oh the Wichita Eagle. My my grandparents get it. Um
1: <laughs> obviously.
0: It, well, I mean, yeah, they live in they live in Newton, which is an hour north. Um so it could be a reporter, a minor reporter for the Wichita Eagle, <coughs> who happened to be there during all of it and just witnessed it. And as we do,
1: they're also a fledgling podcaster. Cool. So and what is uh, this? It's a, it's a girl, right? Did we yeah, say? I, I yeah, I
0: I've been kind. Of, I think I've been using female pronouns. When I've been yeah, that's what like.
1: All right, what, what's her name? Just so we can actually make her a person.
0: Um, Kathleen. What?
1: What? Are you, you, want, you want a Kathy? No, cat. Cat. Okay, sure No, um,
0: don't put cat because catastrophe.
1: Oh yuck! Yeah, I'm don't being, that. yeah, I'm being
0: facetious. <laughs> uh, uh, I. I so superhero name, superhero character names, right? Generally alliterative. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's stick,
1: let's stick with like the the one syllable, one syllable. One, so, syllable. one syllable.
0: One syllable. Yeah.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, let's see. May is May is made. Done too
1: often in superheroes. Aunt May. Yeah, I guess so. Give Aunt me May, one.
0: May West. May West is a movie star. Never mind. Um.
1: <laughs> Nutty. Not, not a letter right uh, D, D's, D's fine how about um, D uh, how about uh, a two syllable last name it's a alliterative liter-
0: uh, D I don't know if I like D because it makes it sound like you're saying the like
1: D decker oh okay the... fair <laughs> How about uh, B B
0: B well then
1: you're being something. Oh, God. Do need need a name right now? (laughs) Obviously not. Okay, so our our person who is doing this podcast, who suffered uh, just witnessing this catastrophe in Wichita, decides because of their journalistic prowess, they're going to put on this limited series. Yeah, And uh, let's stick with the six-episode thing. So uh, how do you want these episodes to break down?
0: So what I have right now, and I I was just kind of brainstorming, is that episode one is what you need to know about the backstory, and it covers... Red Emperor's backstory, Superion's backstory, anything like further back than the immediate lead up. Okay. Number two is the direct lead up to the catastrophe. Uh, Red Emperor's in Wichita for some reason, Superion gets called in, something goes wrong that results in a big brawl. Okay. Three and four are the brawl itself. Uh, partway, partway through the fight, some some big twist happens, and that's the impetus for breaking it up into two episodes. So, three and four are the fights, part one and part two. Cool. Part five is the immediate aftermath um, damage control, rescue operations, um, what happened to Superior and Red Emperor afterwards. Um, and then episode six is more like the follow up, the long term effects, how it affected um, uh, whatever we powered individual and non powered individual. Uh,
1: relations, that sort of thing. Um, yeah, that's what I got right. so far. All right, cool. Now, are they going to inter- they're going to interview people uh, um, in each one of these? Correct. Yeah. All right, cool. So let's have uh, let's maybe pick some interview people for each of these episodes, and we'll start putting this together. Or do you think that we should get together what happened during the catastrophe?
0: I think we should focus on what happens during the fight and the lead up, and then kind of branch out from there.
1: All right, cool. So in this fight, we know that it is Superion versus uh, Nemesis, probably. Or no. Nemesis uh, Nemesis and
0: Red Emperor. I think Nemesis is there.
1: Cool. And what they did was they, what, knocked down some buildings. They messed up the infrastructure. Uh, They took out the Wi-Fi tower that's in Wichita. uh, So your grandparents can't get online newspapers anymore.
0: They, uh, let's see, Wichita Public. I'm just looking up what there is. The, the Wichita City Hall looks like a supervillain headquarters.
1: All right, cool. It's so got knock-
0: four pillars of concrete and black glass in between them.
1: All right, so they what? Knock down the, the City Hall?
0: I figure they they tear down most of this city. Right. Um, there's like a historical museum. There's a big oh. There's a big statue. There's a bunch of memorials. A big statue called the Keeper of the Plains. Um. Wow. There's a lot more culture in Wichita than I immediately assumed. Good for them.
1: Well, you're trying to destroy it, so don't be too happy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. So what we have? We have uh, the city destruction. We have a statue. We have memorials. We have um, the Capitol building. Yeah. And uh, lives were lost, I'm assuming. Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. A whole bunch. Okay, and this person was directly affected by this so they are yeah. going to interview who about the backstory So now, I imagine did Suprian, did superior win this fight How did the fight end? I mean as far as you can win a
0: knockdown dragout brawl in an urban center between superheroes
1: so he, so he he killed one person he killed nemesis and he uh and then red red emperor went into hiding kills nemesis sure no, no no he beat
0: i i say he i say nemesis is there and gets okay. involved and maybe is part of the reason that it gets out of hand but nemesis gets away because okay. nemesis is the main character of last hero um yeah that, oh,
1: that's fair yeah
0: i think superiorion beats red emperor but i think red emperor's like maybe he has like legions of some sort and they I mean, hell, maybe Red Emperor takes over Wichita for a little while, and Superior has to go in and, like, try and liberate it. Oh, okay, so that's so what So that happens. way it's more of an occupation.
1: Cool. So Wichita was occupied, yeah. Superior went in there and uh, t- t- got back control of this place, which made Red Emperor go into hiding, and uh, Nemesis is also there to not help yeah. or hinder. He's just a jerk. Um. So...
0: What I have now for chapter headings is that three is now the occupation and four is the catastrophe. Four is when the fight turns into a superhero fight and we get like Man of Steel style destruction. Except this time you're not supposed to root for the guy causing all the chaos.
1: <laughs> all right, cool. Uh, what is it about the name Daphne Driver? Yeah, let's do it. That's, right, yeah. cool. It's appropriately superhero-y. All right, so Daphne, um, she lost some people in this fight. She saw the, uh, I guess, the onset of what could have happened if uh, the bad guys kept control, and she was there for Superion's freeing of Wichita. The great, yeah. the great freeing. The catastrophe. Um, the catastrophe.
0: <laughs> the Superion tries, and I imagine he just causes even more wreckage, but does eventually get Red Emperor out of the town
1: yeah cool okay so who is Daphne going to interview in some of these episodes so she's going to have to interview Superion I would assume right and that seems like a pretty big deal so that is what episode four what if what if she tries and she gets like a publicist
0: like a she's like I've attempt I attempted to reach out to I, I reach out to Superion to attempt to secure an interview but his publicist gave me this statement to read and it's like while the, de- while the destruction during the occupation of Wichita is regrettable, attempted his made his best attempt to minimize damage and casualties. And we read that in like the end of episode two or the end of episode three. So that way sh- it can be like, now follow along as I sh- tell you how every word of that is a lie. And then the theme music kicks in and it transitions to the next episode where all of the death and destruction happens because Superion is... And he, go,
1: I don't know. That actually might be a very cool entry into the entire thing. Like maybe she was just trying to get some information or what they're going to do to fix all this, and then yeah. she got she gets this BS publicist letter, and she goes, and it's because of this response is why I'm going to get to the bottom of what happened here. Yeah,
0: um, and I imagine we can have fake archived audio where it's like Superior on doing a press, a press meeting, a press release or something, yeah. immediately afterwards, and it's like. News was slow to trickle out of Wichita due to the just destruction caused, but the uh, the feet on the ground recollections don't exactly match up with the official story.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah. So, who, who are some of the other people that she's going to interview for this?
0: Uh, I imagine there's a fair number of um, like low level superheroes who make their who. If this is a uh, setting where superheroes are relatively common, I imagine there are a few probably stationed in Wichita just like as like D tier. Well, not even D tier because that's what super empowered is like CB tier.
1: <laughs> cool. Okay. So who are some of these people that she's going to interview? Uh, Heavy step. Heavy. I, step. I pulled up
0: a superhero name generator.
1: All right, cool. And heavy step is, is that a good guy or a bad guy?
0: Uh, that's, sounds like a good guy to me.
1: Alright, and they're coming into the story when?
0: Probably early on. They All probably right. get wrecked really early on. Alright, Name so... like Heavy Step.
1: Alright, so Heavy Step is in episode two, and they were kind of close, but not really to the action. Yeah. But they do have some information about the lead-up, for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Um, they're, they're...
0: He- <clears throat> Heavy Step is familiar with Wichita crime-fighting.
1: Yeah, and maybe Superior came to him quickly and was like, what do you know about this before I get into this? <clears throat> yeah. And, uh, yeah, cool. All right, who, who, give me another person. Uh, incognito. Incognito. Is it a good person or a bad person?
0: I think they're a good person, and I think what they were doing, I think they are interviewed in episode three, um, and they're during the occupation, and they're responsible for, like, keeping a lot of people safe because with a name like Incognito, I imagine they just out of sight, out of mind.
1: Yeah, they can just hide pretty quick. Get, yeah, get out of get out of sight. All right, who's somebody else?
0: Uh, we we should interview like the chief of police or the chief of like, empower or the
1: uh, liaison between empowered and non-powered individuals. All right, cool. Um, is that Dean? Is Dean the the liaison for some reason? Sure. All right. Sure. Cool. They interviewed um, Dean.
0: They interviewed Dean in probably the aftermath. Dean was probably important
1: to like nullify powers so they can get people out of wreck- wreckage or something. Now if if he is that important, he also might be in episode 2 and 5 as like a little bit of a lead up uh to kind of counter the heavy step conversation yeah. and then the aftermath. I think that's cool. All right, who else? Um let's see. Moon Shadow? Oh, cool. Who's Moon Shadow?
0: I'm imagining there's something like Batman.
1: Okay. They're like, like- a, they're like
0: a night-based
1: now, Night-based, do they sh-
0: like, creepy assassin guy.
1: All right, and they're going to show up in the aftermath to kind of give us an idea of what they found in, like, the alleyways and whatever after this fight? I, they're either in the occupation as, like, taking
0: out Red Emperor's goons in the background or in the catastrophe itself kind of lending a hand to the actual fight.
1: All right, cool. Um, who are we gonna interview in the two brawl segments? So we have Incognito is gonna be the first person we interview, who no. is somebody else we're gonna I, interview for these brawls? I have
0: Moonshadow, Moonshadow should go in the occupation cause he's kind of sneaky and I imagine, you know, picking stuff up. Hello, Tommy at lady. Tommy hello. at lady?
1: Tommy. Oh, hello. What's, um. Yeah, okay, so Moonshadow goes to the the brawl. Now, if anybody at any time has a a suggestion on this, please just just type it in here. We will throw it in here. It it really doesn't matter. Um, All right, Tommy. All right, (laughs) Tommy. Tommy. Um, Um,
0: No, I imagine that Moonshadow is during the occupation because they're sneaky.
1: Which one's the occupation?
0: Uh, The occupation is episode four. Oh, episode three, rather, because that's when Red Emperor moves into the city and takes everything cool that's when he takes over wichita all
1: right so moon shadow moved up to episode three now are we gonna actually talk to superion i don't think we talked to i do i think we do the publicist
0: thing uh so actually yeah that's a good idea i'm gonna do a quick refresher um while we get some things in order so tom you're watching twitching upstream my name is dylan This is Zach over there. We are the heads of some nobodies, which is a podcasting content creation group out of Boulder, Colorado. Mm -hmm. And we are doing our show. Twitching upstream is where we take about an hour. We bring an idea that we've created during the week that we have not spent much time developing. And we try and develop it into something that we can make later. We're in the process of turning some of our previous ideas into actual things. Um, These little icons down here are everything we've done so far we're going to have more coming soon. And the idea
1: behind the show is to make more. So, yeah. Let's make more. That's it. <clears throat> yeah. Okay. So what we're what we're creating here is a fictional podcast based on a catastrophe that happened between superpowers and somebody who lived in the area, and they're putting on a little bit of a, why did this happen podcast? And we're going to go through, and we're going to interview some people that have some knowledge on this event. And I guess we're going to get to a, a, a summation at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, well okay, that's what, cool. I
0: think that's what the entire, po- I think that's what this entire project is going to be.
1: Yeah. Okay. So who do we interview in episode four, which is brawl part two
0: episode four. Um, well, that's a good question. I say we, we get like a relatively big person in there. Uh, how about, uh, Hellion or is that, all? that's probably already a superhero in some, I guess it doesn't matter a whole lot. No, that um, means- silver shield,
1: silver shield. Cool.
0: And they just they just fight. They got a they got a got a they have a magic silver
1: shield that they found in a cave in yeah. Turkey. Uh, also, for the reference, uh, Deadpool would beat the Flash. Unfortunately, like that's just a fact.
0: <laughs> oh, it, I see. Yeah, oh, if, I missed if, the, I missed that comment. Go for it.
1: Oh, okay, cool, yeah. So if we had to to talk about this, uh, easily, Deadpool would win. The Flash has nothing to beat Deadpool except taking him back in the past, and that's about it. Uh, (laughs) Tommy disagrees. And and also, no. (laughs) Deadpool, well, I mean, okay, so uh, Flash can also run out of energy, um, and he can't do anything to Deadpool. Like, say he hits him over and over and over again, he can't beat Deadpool. Uh, Deadpool has no exhaust. The Flash has been shown many times to exhaust. So at some point, Deadpool will win that battle.
0: Tune but next time when Zach debates Twitch people over hey, who wins and
1: which superhero. If it, if it comes to superhero battles, I will fight about this all day. You know that.
0: It's exhausting.
1: <laughs> Only on, on your text fingers. That's it. Okay, so back to this. Uh, we have this ongoing story. Okay, who, who else shows up in episode one? So we Episode have the, one. I got the publicist of Superion. Um, yes. I think that's a very good beginning to everything. And who shows up in the second half?
0: The name Doc Quantum came to mind. Okay. And I imagine this is like, you know, I should have seen this coming. <laughs> yeah, true. I exist at every point in history simultaneously. I just missed this one
1: yeah okay so we have uh we have the two there we got two in episode two we have two in episode three and four in five we got dean from super empowered showing up yeah and who else um shows up in this one in uh, the aftermath
0: yeah let's see what do we got
1: what, Maybe we what, have like what a... do we
0: want to what do we want to talk about in this one because it's the immediate aftermath of the fight so it's rescue operations where yeah. everybody went Yeah, That's what
1: what I was thinking. If if we go into maybe the chief of police or uh, just the infrastructure of the town. Yeah. Um, Interview with like
0: surviving Wichita government agents or like.
1: Cool. And just overall survivors.
0: Yeah. General immediate reactions and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, okay, so just just to talk about this real fast.
0: <laughs> you, you do your thing, I'm going to get some ideas written down, and I'll present them when you're ready.
1: Okay, so Flash can heal, true. He can go back in time or timelines and uh, fight Deadpool 6 versus 1. Cool, but there is nothing that can be done. A, the Flash can die. B, Deadpool cannot which means whatever you do to Deadpool, it's not going to work. The Hulk has ripped him apart. Uh, Wolverine has cut him to pieces and, and buried him uh, and all over the world. They have thrown him into space. You just cannot mess with Deadpool. And the fact that he's fourth wall breaking means that he could probably get into the Flash's mental psyche and mess with him. So even if it's six Flashes, and yes, they are aggressively fast and most likely, until they do wear down, Deadpool cannot fight him. But the second that he does, it's over. Yeah, okay. Well also Deadpool has a time machine now, so none of that's even relevant. <laughs> that's true. He can't take him into Speed Force. It's it's gonna be a crazy battle, but even Deadpool will win in Speed Force. So I, I think that's it. Like there's nothing that the Flash can do to actually dispatch Deadpool. I think that's it. Yeah. All right, maybe. I'll I'll ponder on this and come back to you in about 10 minutes. <laughs> uh, okay, so Dylan, what, what do we got here? <laughs> So I'm going to run through what we have so far, at least what I
0: have. Episode one, what you need to know. Daphne Driver is a reporter with the Wichita Eagle producing a podcast about the catastrophe in Wichita, which occurred about two years ago in this in-universe. So in episode one, we get Red Emperor's backstory, Superion's backstory, Nemesis is there. We get a whole bunch of info on who these people are and the events that kind of set them up for why they're approaching Wichita. Mm -hmm. We interview with Doc Quantum, who's like, I should have seen this coming, but I didn't. Nobody saw this coming. And we get Superion's publicity report. Um don't don't do it, Zach. <laughs> um we, we see Superion's publicist respond. Um and then that's kind ah. of the impetus. <laughs> that's the impetus for um why this podcast exists, because Daphne Driver wants to kind of get to the bottom of why a hero like superion has been kind of like cagey about what happened and i think we need to add something shady about superion like doing this for his own publicity or something and not caring about maybe he made we'll get to that in a second episode two is the lead up to the catastrophe where we interview heavy step we interview dean powers about like his time with the department of powered individuals um that sort of stuff and we get the explanation of why red emperor was aiming on Wichita because it's at the center of the city or center of the country. Roughly. He has a huge ego. Um, and yeah. Um, the great thing about fiction is that you can give someone an irrational flaw, like a massive ego. And if you justify it in the fiction, it's justified. Great. Also red emperor is like a part of it. Maybe part of a superpower is that he has an inflated ego. Who knows? He has set his eyes on Wichita, and he intends to occupy it. Episode three is the occupation. We see Red Emperor's movement. We understand how he came to Wichita, how he got his people there, how he started to take it over. Um, We get into what it was like living in Wichita while it was occupied with Incognito delivering supplies to the individual citizens and Moonshadow carrying out guerrilla warfare against the occupiers, that sort of thing. Um, Maybe Red Emperor has, like, walled off the city somehow. We do what Bane did in Dark Knight Rises, but better. Um, Rises? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes, because they couldn't come up with a better title than just slapping Rises on the second title. Well, um Episode four. What? What? Nah. Don't compare me to Christopher Nolan. How dare you? Um, episode four is a catastrophe at Wichita. We get a lead up to the actual fight. Superion shows up. Blows up a whole bunch of stuff. The fight with the Red Emperor effectively demolishes most of the city. Um, We get an interview with Silver Shield, who is probably protecting civilians, um, that sort of thing. Um, And we get ultimately the resolution of the fight. Uh, episode five is the immediate aftermath. We learn what happened to Superior, what happened to Red Emperor. We see rescue operations. We have an interview with Dean Powers about like hunting down people, trying to find their locations. Interview with surviving Wichita City employees. We highlight the ordinary people in that one. Like that's that's the episode where it's like we talk to the first responders, the non-powered heroes who rescued, you know, that sort. We do that schmaltzy sort of thing that would exist in a universe like this. Yeah. And then episode six is the long-term results or effects where the Wichita recovery efforts, um, superhero legislation, if we get into that, that sort of thing, where the heroes are now. And then I hadn't brought this up to you, but there was a superhero name I got called where it was a makeshift. So it's makeshift leading like the rebuilding efforts, that sort of thing. Oh, cool. And um, maybe a promise from Daphne about like, revealing Superior's like lack of care for the average person or something like that. And a call to action. Nice. And uh, it leads into, or is a companion piece to super empowered and last hero. Yeah. I it's, love a, that. it's almost like a prequel to last hero because we deal with a lot of the characters that show up in there.
1: Yeah, so if we did it right, then Super Empowered would be the first part, this would be the yes. second part, and then uh, Last Hero would be the third part of that. Yeah. Yeah, right on. Um, okay, so what what part of this do we got to plug in?
0: Um, I think we need to come up with why this is so...
1: What happened to Daphne? Kind of,
0: yeah, kind of like why Daphne takes it so personally.
1: Cool, maybe Daphne... And... Maybe maybe someone in Daphne's um, uh, life had a small business that was destroyed while this fight was going on, and no. maybe their parents were inside of their small business that they worked so hard to have, which is why it was so destructive. Uh, maybe their partner, the same thing. Uh, maybe uh, their partner was a uh, a superhero that was um, hidden. And now they're trying to like cope with the fact that their partner is now dead because of this battle. I think that might be kind of interesting. Which one of these do you like? Or I, have- I mean we could do D all of the above. True. Okay, cool. Uh, so so Daphne had a partner that was a superhero that, yeah. that did that did perish. Yeah. Okay. She also had parents that had a small business. Uh, that was demolished with them inside of it in this battle.
0: And there's a uh, reference to doesn't know who threw that uh, water tower. But, you know, Red Emperor isn't that strong.
1: Yeah, true. Okay, cool.
0: We've seen news footage of Red Emperor struggling to lift a cement truck. Yeah. All I'm saying is that these superheroes enjoy a cult of personality. And it's important to look past the cape or something like that.
1: Yeah. No, I like that. That's cool. Um, Okay. So who who are we interviewing in the the episode six?
0: Episode six, I have a hero named Makeshift who is leading the rebuilding efforts. Uh, We could do more interviews with like average Wichita citizens and maybe the mayor. Yeah. Or we have um, footage or audio from... A Like a presidential press meeting about it,
1: yeah. I also like maybe an audio clip of uh Superion, like kind of encapsulate this whole thing with like it starts with a like a publicist note and it ends with like uh Superion just kind of giving this fake kind of public apology sure? or like whatever, a,
0: a stilted reading from a yeah. paper.
1: And she's like, okay, well, maybe in every episode she's talking about, maybe we're going to try to get superior for next episode. I've been reaching out to superior and blah, blah. All right, cool. Um, All right. What else do we got to work on this thing? I think we need to get a
0: little bit more about, I think we need some specifics as to what red emperor was trying to do in Wichita, why Wichita and what, what the impetus between the occupation was and like, violent intervention from superion because if superion wanted to end it immediately we can definitely paint it as saying like he could have stopped this the minute it started and he waited until wichita was under siege
1: yeah so what this was, is almost yeah. so this is almost an anti-superion podcast yeah yeah i'm, I'm cool with that because yeah. you know like like Zack snyder knows superheroes you know they they're not that good They're not that good. He understands that there's grittiness inside of all of them, Uh, especially Deadpool, which cannot die. And I am a fan of Flash, just so everybody knows. I am a DC super fan. I have Green Lantern tattoos. I'm a fan, uh, but I still think Deadpool would beat the Flash, unfortunately. But he would go back in time and keep, I don't know. I guess that battle would never really end. (laughs) Now I'm angry because I got to figure this out. Uh, I, <laughs> all right. So, what was Red Emperor doing? What was what was his purpose?
0: I I like the idea that he believes that he's like the reincarnation of some ancient ruler, or is possessed by the spirit of some ancient, like.
1: Yeah. What what is that Wich- guy? What is Wichita's main export? Export. Yeah.
0: I I don't know that i mean agriculture okay beef soybeans and affiliated products feed grain yeah i mean i guess if you're trying to establish a new civilization doing it in the bread basket makes sense
1: yeah, maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's like trying to spark, if he believes he's a reincarnation of something, maybe he's trying to spark uh, the ancient Egypt times or like th- those kind of times of let's get back to grain and cattle and uh, r- worshiping the land kind of thing. So he's not really doing, in his mind, he's not doing anything bad, but he is maybe uh, mentally controlling these people to, or something.
0: It's also probably not a big target in general. So they're defensive like their superpowered defenses. They don't have like an A tier superpower team in there. Yeah. Closest one would probably be their Kansas City or like St. Louis yeah. or
1: Or here. <laughs> Denver.
0: Denver would definitely have an A tier. Um the cap uh Texas would have one. Yeah. Um
1: Yeah. All right, so what we're getting into is that Superion is bad. And I forget the last part we were working on here. Um, oh, what, what Red Emperor was doing. So if he is maybe pushing everyone out of this area in Wichita to, to kind of take over. And some people did not leave. And when Superion found out about this, he came in there just to wreck stuff. And killed, uh, unfortunately, some innocent people.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um and I think I think a good portion of this is probably like I think a good part of episode three where it deals with the occupation is talking about like diplomatic attempts to like, hey, we'll give you land somewhere. You just can't take over an American city. And then Superion gets impatient and is like, No, alright, we've talked long enough. I'm gonna go punch him to death.
1: Yeah. I like that. Um do you have a name for this thing so far?
0: I think either the catastrophe in Wichita, but well, that's probably not superhero enough. Um behind the cape might be a little too talk showy, like a bit too um a, similar to 60 minutes, you know what yeah. I mean? Um <sighs> Red Country?
1: Red Ooh. Country's a novel already. Yeah, I don't like that. Uh, well, I like Idle, like
0: title, but it's already taken.
1: Yeah, I uh, like uh, Catastrophe the Podcast or The Catastrophe in Wichita. That might be kind of cool.
0: I think I'm going to look, actually- look up Dan Cartland podcast titles just to see what the current thing is. Oh, it's yeah. The Great War, The Guns of August, The Lessons of History, Yeah, uh, The World Crisis, Storm
1: of Steel. Hmm. Supernova in the east. Does Wichita have any cool nicknames?
0: Wichita nicknames. Uh, this would be a good thing to call my cousins for. Well, we don't have that kind um, of time.
1: No, we really don't. We're gonna, here...
0: uh, <laughs> Wichita is affectionately referred to as do you want to guess? No, no, <laughs> doodah, what. Dead serious. Why is Wichita called Doodah from 360Wichita.com?
1: So, the, the doing in Doodah? Uh, hmm, no. The the deaths in <laughs> Doodah? Uh, uh, the disaster in Doodah?
0: Given as to Wichita in the 1950s as a way to counter the hype that surrounded the city as a result of its other nickname, the Air Capital of the World?
1: I, I guess there's a major airport in Wichita. Hmm. The Air and the Air Capital? no i like the catastrophe in wichita let's just keep i think
0: that works
1: yeah i'm into that
0: yeah and people are like wait what happened in wichita it's like not a superhero thing
1: yeah some nobody's got you again yeah Okay. okay
0: fourth wall breaking
1: yeah. <laughs> uh I think that's pretty much it, right?
0: I think that's a really good baseline to go forward on and this is not going to be a difficult or a long-term thing to produce. Six episodes
1: hour each. We got that's it. That's true. Okay, folks. So what you just watched or hopefully just watched was me and my best friend Dylan. Once again, we are some nobodies. That's our website up there. And we do really just content creation and we try to prove to people that a <laughs> In the instance of Twitching upstream, a very weird text message can lead to a six episode podcast mini series about uh, what happens when a not so good superhero comes to town to take back something that uh, doesn't need to be done. I don't really know. Either way, this is a very, very cool concept that came from really nothing. And that's all we're trying to do. So yeah. if, you want to see, if you want to see more stuff that we do, and uh, maybe just more of us for whatever reason, you can, like I said, go to our website up here. You can always find us on IBM TV on Sundays, also on Scene Snobs on Mondays with our show Talking Upstream. And that, what we do is we actually have a guest that comes on. We interview the guests about their creative process, and then we get them to help us work on one of these processes. Um, what we what found- were you going to say?
0: We found that a guest really elevates
1: this, actually. <laughs> That's true. When people when people start pitching in, uh, it makes these concepts so much better. And what we found is community always makes any project uh, a lot cooler to work on. Um, so I guess until next time, the people we want to thank, Scene Snobs for having us on the channel and for believing in us. Thank you, Mick Manhattan. You're a super cool cat. Also, behind the bits, Scott Curtis. Great, if, great stage name.
0: <laughs> I'm just Scott- stage name.
1: Scott Curtis is a great stage name. You're right. Uh, If you're into podcasts about interviews or comedians, Behind the Bits is probably one of the best ones out there. So check it out. Award-winning podcast with Scott Curtis. Uh, He's awesome and he's our friend. East Coast friends we got. We got Tonya Shek and Sarah Tokachik. Those are some great friends that help us do a lot of stuff. If you want us to say your name on one of these shows, you can just go to patreon.com backslash some nobodies and just help us make something. We have a movie that we're doing soon. We have five more podcasts, six more podcasts that yeah, we're doing yeah, soon. Right uh, you can see us all over the place, but either way, all we're trying to do is make you smile, folks. So Thank you very much for any time whatsoever. And Dylan, thank you for being my friend. I appreciate talking to you anytime all time thank you thank you thank you i appreciate you as well zach did i forget anybody to thank i don't think so oh i did jared gleason for awesome theme music if you like our music and you're about to hear it again jared gleason makes everything that we do and he is stunning so thank you jared gleason yeah uh that's it dylan send us out all right hey uh be well out there everybody take it easy